Welcome to Sports Scope, the most influential sports talk show in the nation. Stay tuned for updates and great sports content. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Sports Scope. I'm your host, Robert Butler, on this, uh, what is today, the 22nd here of February. Uh, the NBA, by the way, back in action uh, tonight after a long layoff, ridiculously long layoff from the All Star break. Uh, a lot of talk about Micah Parsons in the news. He, he does all these podcasts and stuff and you know, you, you got some criticisms for maybe he's leaning too much into that. Um, Dak Prescott's ridiculous. I mean, he his his cap hit is huge this year. He's coming into a contract year. Uh, going to give you a solution for that. It's a wild and crazy solution. But hey, this is a sports talk show. That's what I do. I play armchair general manager. Going to talk about that after the break. Uh, EA Sports will have their college football game using players' name, image, and likeness. Uh, EA College Football 2025. You know it's always a year ahead. So that'll be out later on this year from my, under, from my understanding. And Rick Bettino, he claims he felt bad about his criticism of the players. I think he was told to walk back those comments because the level of sensitivity players have nowadays. I'll talk about that here in a little bit. Uh, the, that's a legendary coach here for, he's working with coaching now, now at St. John's. And uh, Alabama, I tell you, I'm really disappointed in the University of Alabama. Um, there ain't no way to put it. They parted ways with Eli Gold. I'll go over that story a little bit later in the program and more. Stand by. Let's get our first and only break out of the way. Then I'll hit the ground running here on Sports Scope. Hello, Sports Scope followers. The program has seen tremendous growth since going five days a week. I just wanted to thank everybody for your cash contributions and sharing the program uh, with friends and families. Just a reminder if you want to contribute to the program, go to the Cash App. The, word, the cash sign and sports scope. There are other ways to contribute to the program listed at the bottom of the screen. If you want to advertise on the program, go to sports, that is sports with an S, another S, scope, S-K-O-P-E at gmail.com, just like it's listed at the bottom of the screen. Thank you and enjoy the program. Alrighty then. Okay. Micah Parsons in season, out of season discussion. Uh, Dallas Cowboys uh, always being talked about. They're the most valuable brand in all of sports. I've mentioned that. Uh, the most popular. I mean, the, you start to look at some of the, for a team that ain't won a Super Bowl, had been in a Super Bowl since 95, 96. Uh, we're talking 30 years, 29 years, if you start to count this season. Uh, coming in, well, hey, we're in 2024. We might as well say 29 years. So, um, Michael Parsons going back and forth on the Stephen A. Smith podcast. Uh, also, the offseason talks have been about uh, Dak Prescott. Now, Prescott, I think he's still got plenty of good years left in him. Uh, as a player, he will be 31 this year. 
we've got players uh, playing into mid late thirties. I mean, Brady obviously went to forty, what forty four, forty five years old. He he's got a good four or five, maybe plus years left in him, depending on what type of team he's got behind him. Uh, but he's got a big number coming up. He's got a big cap number coming up, uh, close to sixty million dollars in cap hit. Um, this this stuff with Parsons, uh, his brother has taken shots at um, at Dak Prescott. Uh, Mike Greenberg with the ESPN, he did make a good point. He he's more worried. Uh, he shouldn't worry about being Stephen A. Smith right now, which being a, a sports talk show host, being a podcaster like what I do, a live stream or whatever. Uh, right now, 24 years old and acting like he's been in the league. Uh, 12, 14 years, he should, uh, you know, Greenberg said, and I agree with him, he should more worry about being LaDainian Thomas, or not LaDainian Thomas, I said LT, uh, Lawrence Taylor type of, and I think that's a fair comparison. Uh, I've been high on this guy, you know that. Uh, he, he, he is not satisfied with just being a great player and, and, and drawing a check here. You know, that being said, his, he's going to be coming up pretty soon here. Uh, Parsons uh, was drafted. Uh, was he drafted? A, yeah, COVID year there. And and so we're coming up on him probably getting, I don't know, $22, 24000000 million a year possibly uh, for being that caliber of player that he is. Then you've got Dak, by the way, I just mentioned $60 million cap hit. He's going to want a lot of money. You've already got people saying, man, this guy needs to take a hometown discount. Chris Broussard, the port, says Dak wants $60 million per year. What are your thoughts? Rob Parker, no way I would give him $60 million per year. Jerry Jones would demand a discount. He said should demand a discount. Now, they, they, these are the Fox Sports guys. So I got to thinking about it, and this team – they're, they're not going to the Super Bowl next year, okay? Um, with that $59 million cap hit by Dak Prescott, if your name's not Patrick Mahomes, uh, there's rough estimates on the new cap coming up between $242 and $250 million, okay? 10% of that, this is, this is important, pay attention, 10% of that is $24 million. 20% would be 48 million. Okay. He's projected to get close to 60. So we're talking close to 25% of the cap could be on Dak Prescott's contract. All right. That's coming into the 2024 season coming up here in September. All right. They're not, they, for first of all, even if it wasn't that, this team, Although I do like their defensive coordinator, Mike Zimmer, that they brought brought in there, um, they're not getting they're not better than the 49ers. Okay, Detroit's only going to get better. I'm telling you that right now. All right, not to mention the team that blew them out last year uh, in the playoffs. Green Bay has got all young players, uh, the youngest team in the NFL last year. In 50 years, the Green Bay Packers, they're not getting past Green Bay next year, all right? Not to mention, 
the Eagles still have a loaded roster, folks. I mean, yeah, yeah, they're but they lost Kels, but they still have a loaded roster. All right, uh, that's in their own division. Who's in? I mean, look at all the money that the, the commanders have. They got a new coach and staff. There, there's no tell. They got the number two pick. Um, that's just the NFC. I haven't even mentioned the AFC. This team's not winning the championship next year. They're not getting to a championship next year. But they have, play, you know, C.D. Lamb. They've got players up and down that defense, not named Michael Parsons, that are suitable player players. They have a well above average offensive line, even with some players like Tyler Smith that's going to be free agent. Um, they, they just got players all over. The Ferguson's turned out to be an excellent tight end. Not that C.D. Lamb's a star, okay? Um, now, you ask me, what should I do? What, what would I do about this? I'll tell you what I would do about this. And this, the Dallas Cowboys, when Jerry Jones is not getting involved, they got one of the better draft. They got some of the best scouts in the league, man, believe it or not. Okay. They got some of the best stat scouts in the league. Um, with a guy like Michael Parsons, if you put him in a trade scenario, Parsons coming in, 24 years old, coming into his prime, you put him in front of a guy like a Matt Eberflus with the Bears who's got the number one pick. You put a player like that in front of these guys with the Dak Prescott, their eyes are going to get big. You know, I just had some really good heated up food. I just ate a few minutes ago. Chinese. If you put out some of these major steaks, like a sirloin, in front of a, a bunch of dogs, their eyes are going to get big. You know, like when you go to the zoo and you see the people feed the tigers, the zookeepers feed the tigers, they bring the raw steak, those huge ribs they bring out, those raw steaks, those tigers follow them around. That's what – the Bears got the one pick with Eberflus. Jared Mayo – with the three pick at at New England. Of course, I would go, if everything I'm reading, by the way, Drake May could be a star, folks. Some comparisons have him to Carlson Palmer. Other comparisons say he could be Justin Herbert-like star, okay? Both of those guys we know you could win a, you could have won a Super Bowl with, all right? And... Caleb Williams is Joe Platt. Joe Platt, who calls the college games for Fox with Gus Johnson, he says he's a better uh, prospect than Trevor Lawrence or Joe Burrow. Caleb Williams. Okay. I would, you dangle Dak Prescott, who's still got many. By the way, I bring up the Bears. Um, I didn't touch the second pick because. The commanders, they're not going to trade in division. That's not going to happen. But the Bears, with the ready-made defense, plenty of cap space, you put a Michael Parsons-level player with those players that they already have on defense. Edwards, they got some back-end players. Um, you With that young team, that can elevate. That that the the eyes of a, of a Matt Eberflus would get huge. 
Then you turn around and give them a Dak Prescott, a ready-made playoff quarterback, all right? And the only thing you got to give up is that one pick and maybe a future second-round pick. Uh, these guys aren't locks. But we know that, that Michael Parsons is a top-five talent, is an all-pro T.J. Watt-level talent, may be a better athlete than T.J. Watt, okay? And then you give him a starting quarterback. This takes a lot of cap relief off of the Cowboys, who are not getting to the Super Bowl this year. But you still have a young, ready-made team around them. Say they do get a, a Caleb Williams or a Drake May. This team can compete next year in 25 to get to the Super Bowl and win it. No first-year quarterback has. They're a playoff team. They're a playoff team with this rookie quarterback, with the weapons around him. They're a Super Bowl team in year two. They'll have a lot more money to spend. They'll also have their first-round pick, Dallas Wood. All right. And they're, they're, they're not going to have to spend $50, 60000000 million for Dak. Are you kidding me? He's got a good agent, and the agent knows that Jerry Jones is gullible enough to sign it. Now, I know they're not going to do this, but I'm an armchair general manager, folks. I'm an armchair general. This, that's what I would do. You say, well, what about New England? Okay, Jared Mayo. New England's got a lot of money under the cap as well, 40, 50 million. Means no, never mind. With that disastrous disastrous uh, press conference he had. He's also, the clock is ticking on him about three years and he's done. They're a playoff contender next year with the guy like a Dak Prescott and a Matthew Judon with the Michael Parsons, with that kind of coaching by Mayo. They would be competitive with Miami. They would be competitive with uh, Buffalo, who's going to be losing players because they don't have any money and they're paying Allen a ton, you know, they would be able to absorb those salaries, see. Plus, they would still have their second-round pick and other picks around them. Um, you giving up one pick, maybe a fourth-round pick, too, uh, and a future second. But you're just one pick, really, of importance. You're going to get your second and third round this year anyways. You'll still have some more money. They can when they extend Dak, they can get that number way down. They get that number way down. 18 million to 22 million ain't a big deal to New England like it would be to a Dallas who's already got some gonna have some cap issues. You know. But that would save Mayo and it would say it would buy him some time because he's gonna get the playoffs next year. That's what he's thinking. You know. But preferably, I, I would really shoot this towards the Bears, see. And I tell you what, Eberflus, the fans might not like it, but the coaching staff, they're looking at that talent that they've already got on defense. They're looking at the talent that they've already got around. So you're putting Dak Prescott with DJ Moore. All right, you're putting him with Cole Komet. You're putting him 
with a just as good offensive line with right. That's why I think. And of course, you're going to get a player. Some say they can get a first round for Justin Fields. Uh, I think they would be fortunate to get a second round. So they would still get other picks. And they still got plenty of money. But they have a ready-made quarterback and a game-changer of defense. That's something I would think about if I'm Dallas. And I wouldn't hang the phone up if I'm New England. Those defensive-minded head coaches, Jared Mayo, again, Matt Aberflus, who I thought would be fired this year, they would listen. They would listen. Because, and, you know, the Cowboy fans will think I'm crazy, but they have a ready-made team. You could put a young quarterback with a ready-made team. Brock Purdy got the 49ers to the NFC Championship as a rookie with the ready-made team. All right? It sounds like a win-win to me. It's something that I would consider looking into. Because Dallas ain't going nowhere, man. They're, they're not going anywhere with that. You know? So, anyways, food for thought. Jerry Jones wouldn't do it in a million years if his life depended on it. But, hey, I like, like I said, I like to play armchair general manager. Okay. So, Rick Pitino. Uh, uh, listen, as far as you hadn't followed college basketball over the years, Patino is one of the best coaches in the history of college basketball. Two national championships with two different teams. Uh, I can't think of many that's done that. Matter of fact, I can't think. Uh, remember Roy Williams, as good as he was at North Carolina, he never won with Kansas, Okay. Uh, Patino, I know he's up there in his 70s. I saw him on the podium the other day, really going into his players. Uh, they're 15 and 12. Not the start they wanted to out of the Big East, but I want to say they beat Creighton in their schedule, and Creighton just beat Connecticut. But listen to Patino last week go into these guys, which I thought was just fine. You know, I played high school basketball. I, I, I played with the uh, uh, scrimmage with the varsity guys. They were the number one team in the state in Florida in 1995. Uh, was it? Yeah, 96-97. Scrimmage with these guys. Um, but Rick Patino, 15 and 12, calling out his players for just not being quick enough after they lost to Seton Hall last Saturday. Listen up. See if I can find him here. Uh, 105. About a minute here. Not happy. I think they're unathletic. I don't think they move well laterally. I don't think they're going to pick it up in the next week. Um, I think they're slow laterally. I mean, Sean Conway gives you everything he can. He's slow laterally. About five guys are slow laterally. Even, even the Celtics when we lost. I've enjoyed every minute being a Boston Celtic coach. Didn't like the fact that we lost in that following year, but this has been the most unenjoyable experience I've had since I've been coaching. Do you have any second thoughts of taking this job? No, not at all. It's not St. John's. It's my team. I think they're very respectful. They hear, but they don't listen. It's taken me a month to get them to throw bounce passes. Actually, <laughs> to throw bounce passes. 
You know, he sounds so much like a mob guy, don't he? It takes me a month to get them to learn. But let me play a little bit of that. That that is funny, man. Rick Bettino ripping into St. John's here. They still have a chance, by the way. They're a bubble team. They still have a chance. So you say there's a chance, like Jim Carrey from uh, Dumb and Dumber. Listen up. Experience I've had since I've been coaching. Do you have any second thoughts of taking this job? No, not at all. It's not St. John's. It's my team. I think they're very respectful. They hear, but they don't listen. It's taken me a month to get them to throw bounce passes. Actually, <laughs> two months to throw bounce passes. Just thinking of getting ready for Georgetown because Georgetown could definitely beat us. I'm not even thinking of the future at all. I'm just thinking of the next game and the next game and the next game, and that's it. Fin uh, just try to get as many wins as you possibly can and represent St. John's in the best fashion you can. So he called this one guy out, Sean Conley by name. Uh, he gives it all he's got. So a few days later, that was Saturday, they they go on and beat Georgetown. I think it was last night, wasn't he? So now today, I want to say, this morning, he backtracks that. My thing is, I think that he was forced to because it is super sensitive. Everybody gets a trophy. And believe me, I started right, I'm barely a millennial, born in 81. I'm barely a millennium. And, you know, I played on the Pee Wee football team. My dad got me involved in. And, you know, the guy was putting his son and his son's friend. Wouldn't even let me try out for any great, you know, running back or wide receiver. Wouldn't even, even though I, these kids are in Bellevue, I'm from, from the hood. I'm a hood kid. Way better athlete than these little rich kids and dad dad put his son at quarterback go figure right so i talked him into uh, i quit i shouldn't have quit but i did and i'll talk and let me quit the team and i thought to myself they a friend went on the team late they finished the season they're giving out trophies they never scored a touchdown they should have never gave those kids trophies and my dumb self I tried to ask my dad to go back and get a trophy when I quit after two games. He said, heck, no, you didn't earn that trophy. He said, heck, they didn't even earn that trophy, you know? Looking at a grown-up, I thought that was a great teachable moment. I really thank my dad for that. But this trophy society, these guys are are sad because he said you're slow laterally. laterally. So this is Rick Bettino today walking back what he said. And he gives it a reason. I don't believe that reason, but here's Patino today. Listen up. I went home, talked to my wife, and came back, and I said to my staff, anybody in the guys, any of them upstairs? He didn't talk to his wife. This guy's been coaching, what, 40 years almost? Somebody from the staff said these guys are sensitive and wanting to transfer. That's what happened. That's my opinion. Well, more, more of the cut from Rick Patino. Last night. Feelings are hurt. So I immediately went in the team and told them, I absolutely love you guys. I would never, ever want to embarrass you, but it's my bad. I'm at fault. I should have never mentioned to anybody by name. I didn't mean it. I was trying to talk typical clinic talk like I do. The slowest player in the league at the NBA is Jokic. He can't move laterally. Some of the greatest players I've coached can't move laterally. So I didn't think that's a big deal, but I should never, ever mention a name. I'm a veteran coach. I tell... Every young coach in the business, 
show class when you win, show class when you lose, give the other team credit. I've been really, really frustrated this year for a lot of different reasons. But understand something. I recruited this man. I recruited this man. My staff did not recruit these guys. It was all me. His dad called me. I said, Don, I want him. RJ, uh, for UMass alumnus um, for one year, uh, I wanted him. Thought he was going to be great. Ledlam, I wanted him. It was all me. And I'm really, really proud to have them. But I totally apologize to them for doing that. It was no intent. I was very calm, very collected. And uh, I wasn't ripping them. That wasn't my intent. But words matter. Words matter. I, I watch... Um, I watch a lot of politics and I see what these politicians say about each other. And I cringe, <laughs> absolutely cringe and say, thank God I'm a basketball coach. So uh, I just want to briefly say uh, my guys are the most important thing. My family, uh, my family and my players outside of breathing air, they're the most important thing in my life. Now, he, I do believe he does love basketball like that. He really don't have nothing to approve. You know, he's post 70 as well. Um, he's a great coach. A friend of mine is a big University of Kentucky fan. Would love to bring him back to Kentucky uh, and bring back those glory days. Tony Delk and those guys. Antoine Walker. Uh, remember, they won the championship 96 and won again in 98. Mainly off his players. After he left in 96 after that win, uh, when they beat that really good UMass team, uh, coached by Calipari, had Marcus Camby on that team, which I thought was the best team that year. You know, it was a really good college basketball year. Uh, he goes coach the Celtics. We all know what happened there. But, you know, it, it that type of criticism that's hurtful like that, that helps you grow, folks. That helps you grow, you know. Uh, today is the 44th anniversary of the miracle on ice. Uh, the 1980 Herb Brooks uh, championship team beat, they beat the, the Russians, you know, um, who... These, these kids were uh, um, college players going against the best Russia had. I was at, this was such a big thing that Megan Kelly on her political show was talking about this this afternoon. She mentioned the fact, and I don't even know this, the Russians were so good that they didn't even know they didn't even think to take their goalie out when they were down late in the game because they'd never been down that much at all late. But Herb Brooks said in the movie, if those of you have seen, it's a great movie, but spoiler, the movie's been out, what, 15 years? Well, the movie's out almost 20 years because I, I watched it when I was at Austin P in college with a uh, lady friend at the time. And... He's like, man, we're, we're not quick enough. We got to beat these guys with speed. We're slow. We're slow. He's running these guys up and down stairs in this gymnasium to the point where 
the the coaches, the assistants are looking at Herb Brooks like he's crazy or something, you know? And um, he says, we're going to have to outskate these guys. We're slow. And Al Michaels, you know, I think it was like his second period, the first or second hockey game. He didn't coach too many. And he, he was commenting on the the speed of of, of, of that hockey team late in, in the last period of that game, you know, of the U.S. hockey team. They're skating so well so late, you know. So public humiliation, embarrassment. I mean, Jordan was cut as a freshman or as a sophomore in high school. It's really hard to come back if you get cut your second year. It's really in the first year, yeah, that's that's freshman basketball. You can play on the freshman team, but when you get cut varsity, you better be a baller that junior year. You know, these kids still have room to grow. He shouldn't have walked that back. You still have room to grow. Run those stairs sideways if you're not good laterally. There's exercise. There's training regimens. You know, if Jordan doesn't get cut, how do how do we know if he's going to be as great as he turns out to be? You know, the guy was drafted 40 uh, years ago in June. 40 years ago. I was just talking about his shoes the other day. A lady at work had a pair of the – the 91 Jordans, which was my favorite at work. And those things were $400 on, on, on Amazon. $400. Best ones I've seen. But this is that everybody gets a trophy society. This guy hurt my feelings for saying I couldn't move. Now, he cleaned it up really well. Said Joker's one of the slowest guys in the league, and he's probably the best. Yeah, that's true. But he has coordinated him and torched Joker. I don't think that guy's seven foot and that kind of coordinated. But I just I just think that uh Rashawn Gary, University of Michigan player, Green Bay Packer. I've talked about Gary and his mom before, and that great advice she gave him about spending time for himself because he was taking on so many big responsibilities at such a young age. Um in the All or Nothing documentary, when they beat Florida, Florida's known for their speed. Florida's really known for their speed. And he's hollered, oh, we're too slow? We're too slow? Because he had heard reporters say that. He had heard the criticisms. He read it online, the criticisms. This was back in uh, 17, 18, when they played in the regular season when Michigan played Florida. And Florida, you play Florida early in the first game. That's hard. It's really hard to beat them. Really hard to beat them. But they did. And Rashawn Gary took that slow thing to heart. You know, train and get better. It's not a, uh, I don't think it's a, it's an end of the world thing to uh, to be called out like that. You know? So anyways, speaking of college, in the college game, a uh, lot came out today. Uh, let's see if I got these screenshots here. Okay, so now, 
the college football players, I want to make sure I got my, uh, my numbers right here. 11,000 college football players. The sports business, this is from Pro Football Talk, but um, he's quoting the Sports Business Journal. EA Sports are offer $600 to 11,000 college football players for their name, image, and likeness rights in the upcoming return of its college football video game. They will also get a free copy of the game, which is $70, by the way, for their preferred platform, uh, which is, you know, Xbox or PlayStation. I'm a PlayStation guy. EA Sports and Plans Ambassador offers to other players in the future, possibly, who say no thanks in response to six and who are deemed uh, sufficiently important to ensure the game's accuracy. Last year, College Football Players Association urged players to reject the offer, which had time to believe to be $500. And, you know, that Mike Florio, who writes for Pro Football Talk, uh, He's a lawyer. He's got a legal background. Uh, he mentioned the fact that that they have a thirty-seven billion dollar net worth of uh, the game. And, and my my thing is, yeah, six hundred dollars might be peanuts, but EA Sports they also do Madden. Okay, they also do. The NBA stuff, hockey. They have other budgets to do as well. Maybe he could have got them a little bit more. Maybe so. Maybe so. But I don't think that's the end of the world. $600 in a video game just so your your image is used in it. I mean, they're paying all the college players. I think it's bold to do so. Um, I mean, 11,000. That's, that's right. 11,000 players. $600 in a video game, that's not bad. It's not like the NFL. What's it, 17-something? I know it's much more for the NFL, but you're taking on less risk there when you've got less players, okay? Um, but speaking of that, I think it's cool that they're going to have the game out. Maybe you can get more money in the future. Get some. I, that's what I, I put back on. The, I put a post back on Mike Florio's Pro Football Talk. Or won't you have them help them get a better deal next year? Maybe get them a thousand. Eat more into their revenue. But either way, uh, uh, Nick Saban's supposed to be on the cover of it. Uh, uh, by the way, it's going to have Reese uh, Davis. A lot of the game day people will be calling these games. You know, like Madden. Remember Madden will call the games. You know. Um, I'm all, I'm a little disappointed in that aspect of it. All right, I think that um, I would love to get a Reese Davis is great for game day. He's a good host per se. I would much rather have a guy like a Gus Johnson calling the games, and maybe they will reach out. But I do know that um, about this game, all this stuff came out today, by the way. Um, what did he say? I'm trying to see if I can find it here. Um, but it looks like that. Um, I thought I had it wrote down. Yeah, there it is. There it is. Uh, David Pollock, 
uh, who's not with Game Day anymore, but he he uh, confirmed voices in EA's college football game. Kirk Herbstreit, Chris Fowler. It's Chris Fowler, excuse me. David Pollock, Jesse Palmer, and Kevin Connors. I would wish they would put a Gus Johnson in that. You know, put put a uh, put a Gus Johnson that calls the 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 Fox games. Uh, I like him myself personally. Um, I, I just you know these guys are okay. Really like Herb Street. He's great for doing color for something like this. But I'll say this. You know, I'm a little older. I probably shouldn't be doing this, but I enjoy playing games now. Uh, the last three years, folks, I've been contemplating two things. Number one, I've told a few of you regulars on the show and on and off the air, I would like to move to a more milder climate, whether it be Florida. I even thought about a mission to Sanja Pearson, who, who's uh, always got a great show here. Uh, uh, maybe Atlanta, something like that. I looked at, you know, thought about maybe Tampa, maybe Miami for Florida, something like that. And another thing I've been talking about for three years is um, getting uh, a PlayStation, get one of these PlayStation 5s and uh, or Xbox, but I prefer play. I've always liked PlayStation a little bit better than Xbox. A lot of people differ with me on that. Uh, and, and getting the Madden game. You know, I've already got the retro for some of you older folks here that's in your late 30s and 40s uh, and, and older for that matter. Uh, the retro Nintendo that started back in 2015, I think it was 16, that, that, that the, the hype came out about that. Finally got one of them. I had to pay more money than I wanted to because uh, they couldn't keep them in the stores here. Uh, back in 2016, those things came out. Those were hot. Bought one of them. Then Sega had to do one. Then two years ago, I, I went on and ordered that for $200. You know? And uh, so I got the Sega and the Nintendo. But now I've been thinking, man, I sure would like to get the Streets of Range game for all you 90s lovers there. Uh, I, I played one and two. Now, I haven't beat three yet, but I, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to download that. Um, but that four is on, on PlayStation as well. But I'd love to get this game. I would love to get this college football game. And uh, it, it would help me understand formations too and get the Madden, get the new Madden as well. Get the new Madden, get that college game, get that street, which is what, I don't know, $1,000 investment, $599 for that PS5. Hey, man, when you're bored, it's any off season right now. That would really be handy to play um, play some of this stuff here. That thousand dollars will pay for itself over time, rather than going out and spending a lot of money with the, the way inflation is right now. With food costs, it's just out of this world, you know. Spent twenty eight dollars on a Cracker Barrel, one meal, one meal, a breakfast. Build your own breakfast. Go figure. I digress. But uh, speaking of college football. I tell you what, man, he, uh, you know, I, I, I've been praising Alabama, University of Alabama, um, for a while now. Uh, I, I thought they, um, I thought they did a good job handling the sudden retirement of Nick Saban and whatnot. 
I uh, thought they did really well. But uh, the way they've had, I mean, Eli Gold, 70 years old, younger than Saban was. I think it was Saban, 72, 73. Um, Eli Gold has been with this team as they cut the, the play-by-play guy, the radio. Radio guys in college football are huge, are huge people, you know, the, uh, there's been two for Tennessee, Kesslin and, and Woodruff or whatever. Uh, Bob Kesslin's a guy now. And uh, uh, Bob Woodard, uh, Woodruff or whatever. Uh, between my dad's my dad's nose and then me. I know. I mean, call it even the NFL. Say Mike, Mike keep been calling the Titans games since they came to Titans ever before that. You know, for the radio guy. That's 1998, 1999. Here we are in 23. They they just stay there. The, 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 the voices, the people are used. So, Eli Gold, you know, touchdown Alabama always. He's got a very familiar voice when Alabama make it. All throughout the Saban years, Gene Stalin's in 92. This guy been around for a while. Uh, uh, Eli had some uh, shoulder He's had, this is what this article says, worked through the 2020 season despite having both shoulders surgically replaced. He missed the 2022, two years ago, season when he had six months in the hospital in nursing homes, losing significant weight after he was diagnosed with um, esophageal cancer, cancer of the, of the esophagus, I guess. Cancer treated gold return to call home games last year. So shoulder surgeries in 2020. 2022, he had cancer. It takes the life out of you to get cancer. I haven't had it, but I've talked to people. Taking that chemo, it makes you, I mean, yeah, God rest his soul. Toby Keith just died a few weeks ago. Uh, 62 years old. It, it, it re- You lose a lot of weight. You, you're nauseated with that chemotherapy. Um, yeah, he, he didn't do the road games. He did do the Auburn road game, but he didn't do the road games last year. He just came through a very serious bout with cancer, 70 years old. His contract was up. Uh, it's up in June and he wanted, uh, he wanted to make it be known uh, that he that he uh, was not okay. But this was not a mutual. He was fired. You know, Gold told AL.com, I'm reading this from 24-7, that his contract expired in June. He will not be renewed. Gold also has been the Alabama play-by-play guy. Told uh, that Alabama wanted him to announce his retirement, but he refused. Go who... Recently said he planned to call the April 13th spring game. But uh, that opportunity is taken off the table during the series of meetings with the Alabama's decision makers. Alabama offered gold tickets and parking for future games. If he stepped down, he said he declined the offer. There are some things in the contract, he said, quote, that I did not agree with. He told Todd 100.9, and then it was finally taken off the table in a full press release put out today that it, 
that was stripped down version of the press release that had been originally agreed to, but they chose to put out a stripped down version. They didn't mutually agree to part ways. He was fired. They fired him because he got cancer. No matter how you can spin this, Alabama, the optics look bad. I saw it this morning, and I was like, what do I make sure to read every detail, every single detail of this before I come out and have an opinion on it? I could not find anything about the fact that he's still refusing to do road games. Nothing came out about that. The man's still getting his energy back. I'm sure he lost a ton of weight, 70 years old, okay? I just mentioned, by the way, I just mentioned Al Michaels called that game in 1980. He was 36 years old, the the Miracle on Ice game. He called that game in 1980. Well, shoot, that's 44 years ago. He's almost, he'll be 80, I think, in September. He's still calling Amazon Prime games, you know. Al Michaels, he's going to be, he's 10 years older than this guy. All right. But I could not read anything in this article or any article, not unless I missed something, about him refusing to do road games this year. I think maybe they should have gave him an opportunity since his contract was up. And he was a uh, a health crisis, a health risk. Maybe do a year-by-year contract. You know, do it year-to-year. But doing it this way is firing him. He was forced out, and it's just bad look to fire a guy for getting cancer. You know? It'd be different if he was just a bad employee. They just said he 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 wasn't up to par. I get that. But when you got 36 years like that, and you got all that familiarity with the voice of Alabama, he said Nick Saban called him, left a voicemail. It's a bad look for Alabama. Shame on Alabama for that. I'm not the guy who's making that call. I would rather me get fired than a fire guy recovering from cancer like that in this situation. It's one thing if you just cannot do your job anymore. You know, that's one thing. But he called the games last year. I'm sure he was going to try to work to do the home games or the way games this year. It's it. I, it's it. I would never be that guy. There's no way. Now, if he's bad mouth on the team and stuff, and talking about management, that's different. But none of that was reported here. You know, <laughs> firing a guy because he got cancer is never a good look for anybody. It's just bad optics, man. I'm sorry. So, anyways, again, um. Oh, by the way, in other news, I, I still have a little bit of time left. The NBA did suspended Isaiah uh, Stewart, rightfully so. Now, it was only three games, uh, but they did. I mean, you know, this is a players-run league. Go figure. That's why we've had all the problems we've had. Um, 
they suspended Isaiah Stewart for three games after the altercation. No, he punched Drew Eubanks. Uh, talk about that last week. This player, uh, Stewart, was actually arrested for punching this guy, and it was on camera before the game. I think it was like in the little area between the locker rooms there. And um, so I guess they did see it on camera. He got arrested, and of course, uh, now he has been suspended, which is rightfully so. Probably should have been five, but it's three. And and the NBA will be back tonight. Uh, LeBron's not going to play. I was going to bet that game. Uh, Golden State and L.A. But uh, he's not going to play, and it's too hard to measure the points there. It's a six-point spread. Too hard to measure that one. But anyways, if you all like the show, share the show. I'll be back. Let me make sure I didn't miss anything. Sometimes I do. I get ahead of myself and, and miss some things. I'll be back tomorrow with uh, Carlos, mad New Yorker, Chavez. I was going to ask him, what does he think of um, this Caitlin Clark hype? You know, uh, it, it, like I said with you all the other day, uh, Clark is, I, I've watched more of her games than I had some of the NBA games this year. More of that, just, just one game all the way through like that. And you got the fact that like David, uh, was it Jason Whitlock saying, you got all the haters and the bigots and the racial idolatrous hating on her. It makes you want to watch it even more, see how far she can go. Now she's already broke the scoring title. And I'll keep an eye on. See, I don't think they can win the national championship, but you, you never know. They got there last year. They got, they're got they not a very talented team as a whole. They don't really have the rebounding, but you never know. They you get hot at the right time. You, you never know. So I'm going to ask him, is the height legit? She sells out everywhere she goes. You know, we'll talk about that. And, uh, you know, I'm asking about his boy Baker Mayfield and, Justin Fields, those stories that's been in the news this week. And I may even throw that crazy trade scenario out there to deal Micah and, and Dak. You know, hold hold Micah uh, over some, some of these defensive-minded head coaches and see how that works out, you know. <laughs> so, either way, uh, like I said, I'll be back tomorrow, 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central. Um We'll talk a little bit of um, uh, those topics and more with Carlos, Mad New Yorker Chavez. Have a good night, everybody.